Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show. Presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company. Seven-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award and the Best of London. Three-time winner of the Best of Home Stars and two-time winner of the Top Choice Award. Thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 as we provide you, our listeners, with some information about your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But most important, those phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Don't wait. Give us a call. Steve, happy HVAC Technician Day. What? That's today, HVAC Technician, Heating, Ventilation, Air Conditioning Technician Day. Today. Really? It is. It's it's official. Okay, so they're so, closing Dundas for that parade? Uh, no. No, we got to do service calls. It's hot. You know? oh, but okay. when you see an HVAC technician, just you know, pat them on the back, say thank you for keeping us hot and cold, depending what we need. Okay. And, of course, Andrew. And, of course, we have the best producer in the world, back across the, gra- the glass, Andrew Graham. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. We have to um, pat Steve on the back this morning. Do you, do you, you have, do you have you, Queen, We Are the Champions <laughs> at your fingertips? Um, not at the moment. No, I don't. Darn, okay. Because yeah. we could play it right now. Well, Steve um, <laughs> happened to win the London Executive Association Golf Tournament. Defending on champion. Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two-time winner, whatever. <laughs> in the rain, I I was distracted by phone calls throughout my round, so I only shot a minus two. Steve's team, you want to announce your team, especially, you know, make sure you say, and the ringer was. We crushed you. We were <laughs> minus 10. Yes, it wasn't were. a contest. What are you talking about? Okay. You want to introduce your team? My team uh, was Dan, Dan, and the- Peter. The godfather of plumbing yes. was one. Pete. From Talbot Marketing. And, and Dan from Talbot Marketing. Yeah. Well, what did he do before he was at Talbot Marketing? Oh, yeah. He was a golf pro for how many years? I think it was 20, he said. He's not that old. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, any guy who can hit a 300 yards should be kicked out of the tournament. <laughs> okay. But 300 yards straight in the rain. That's yeah. A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but it was a fun day. It was a great day. You know. Had a great meal. Yep. Had a good meal. Dried a, out by the time when, you know. Everybody at our table got a prize except for you and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a trophy to I did home. get a and, and did you see that trophy? Did you see how it's all redone? Yeah. I dropped it off to Jillian at Ansel's in St. Thomas, and she remade that thing into a thing of beauty. But did you see when it went from a single winner to a team... 1995, who was the first winner? 24, we are. 24 years ago. Thank you. Yeah, I was on that trophy. I was with you, right? Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, that was, and then we split after that. We couldn't play together after And then how many, how, many, how many times does your name appear after the split? I think six, six times. After the split? Yeah, well, with the split, five times with the split. Yeah, we, we, we've been pretty good winners. <laughs> on it, so. So it was a good day. Had a lot of fun. The rain held off till the last three holes. That's when it really got. What are you talking about? It rained the whole round. Well, almost. but it wasn't <laughs> as bad as the last three holes. It really was bad. So. I was soaked, absolutely soaked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna head to the phone lines, so I don't have to talk about you winning anymore. And 
Uh, Reg is on the line. Go ahead, Reg. Gentlemen, good morning. I put put my ear on for the first time on Wednesday, and I am having a problem with humidity in the home. It's anywhere between 47 and 55. And I was also told that when I put my ear on, that the humidifier would shut off automatically. Is that right? So just say that one more time to me, Reg. You, you turned your air conditioner on for the first time. On Wednesday, yes. Okay. And the humidity does seem to be quite high at it, varied between 47 and 55. Okay. Right now it's 51. The indoor temperature is 21. Okay. And your air conditioner wouldn't have run last night because the temperature really dropped down. But um, if like... Fifty percent in the summertime when the humidity is really high isn't that bad. Uh, so my oh. house kind of sits around fifty percent in the summertime, yes. and because remember outside it's probably about eighty or ninety percent relative humidity. So if you can keep it at you know in the high forties, fifties, it's actually pretty good. Oh, oh, okay, all right, okay. Well, the problem is my wife is from a tropical country, and, <laughs> and every time it gets a little cool, she turns it up. So it's I understand up that and down, up and down. Yeah, so. and if you open the windows, then you're just allowing that humidity to come back in the house again, too. But exactly, so yeah, yeah. And the the concerning the humidifier, we would recommend turning the water off to that. Uh, there is controls that will uh, not allow it to run when it gets this warm. But just to be sure, we always turn the water off in the summer. Where would that control be? Where would that switch be? If you follow, it either be a copper or plastic line coming out of the humidifier. Yes. And if you just follow that, it will go to a a water main water line, half inch or three quarter, and there should be a valve there that you would turn. Because when your guys installed the humidifier, they didn't leave me a brochure, so... Oh, okay. Well, they they should have. There should be something with the package, but and that should be read down by the furnace is where they leave all that stuff. Oh, okay. okay. I'll have to check that out. Thanks a lot. You're Thank welcome. You. Thanks, Reg. Bye. Bye. So we're gonna go to a quick break. Is, so this, is this throwing your timing off? Is, is the time wrong? What time is it? No, the golf. Having to announce you the winner of the golf has thrown my whole day off. You know. Now, you I know should. what? All I'm going to say to you is just simply this. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to play sunshine and summer type Are songs we? this nice. week. Okay. And remember, life is better when it's sunny outside. So, <laughs> so even though I had to mention you won, it's sunny, I got to be happy. So Thank you. So after the break, when we come back, phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 or Been a long sprinter, but uh, here comes the sun by the Beatles. Didn't you hear sprinter in there? They kind of stretched it in there in that last one. I know I did not hear sprinter in the lyrics of the Beatles yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. no. Nope. Got to go to the Urban Dictionary just find that word. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. So, Steve, we have a question for you. Thank goodness, Peter. Is a heat pump one piece of equipment? Or two, a heat pump. Is this a this is a trick question? No, a heat pump is. Uh, you always need 
two pieces of equipment for a heat pump. You need uh, the outdoor condensing unit, and you need the indoor evaporator, whatever that looks like, whether that's a Mitsubishi, which is a self-powered indoor evaporator, or the indoor evaporator, which can attach to your furnace. So you've got, you always have an outside part and an inside part when it comes to a heat pump. Whether that's air source, ground source, water source, it, it doesn't really make any difference. Now, for our listeners, what is a heat pump? Well, a heat pump is looks just like an air conditioner. You wouldn't, from looking at it, you would not be able to tell the difference. Um, and really, it's designed to give you cold air in the summertime. Works like an air conditioner, but in the winter, especially in the shoulder months, it's designed to give you heat as well. So it can give you heat and cooling, all you know, not all year round, but certainly probably nine to 10 months of the year. And our first mailbox question is presented by the 2020 Continental Cup of Curling being played at the Western Fair District from January 9th to the 12th, 2020. Is that right? That's right. Wow. And there is, have you ever wanted to own a curling rock? Your own personal curling rock. I used to have one. Well, you can have a chance at the Continental Cup to bid on a curling rock with a handle signed by the teams. By the teams? Made the deal this week. Did you, now, do the teams know they're signing this? Uh, not till they get there. Okay. When they get there, they're going to throw it down the ice, and then I'm going to say, okay, sign that rock. So will the, We're going to auction the, them off. Will they be everybody's team, or just, just be so the individual teams that are there? Uh, it could be all of Team North America and then all of Team World. So I get to keep the handle as well? Yep, comes with the handle. And is it the new handle with the sensor in it? No, no. You're not going to give me the sensor handle? No sensor. Just checking. Because then you could figure out how to rig it. Oh, right. Yes, because be like Russia and China. I don't get close to the hog line when I throw a rock. It's fine. Well, you're you're the one who created the sensor handle. Oh, did I? Yes, because you pulled Colleen Jones's rock off at, what what was it called back then? The Scott Tournament of Hearts. No, no, no. The arena. Thompson Arena, yes, up at UWO, or what is it now? Western. They keep changing the names. How am I supposed to remember all? Western this stuff? University, yeah. And uh, and then she got mad, came right over to you. She did get mad, <laughs> yes. But then she looked at the tape and she saw that she was over. Yeah. And she apologized. No, no, I didn't think so. <laughs> so then we said we can't have this anymore. We but she still them. speaks to me if yeah. I see her at a at a out at a curling event. She doesn't. You know, she doesn't not say hi to me. No, oh, that's that's nice. Okay. We'll get her to sign a rock if she's here. <laughs> <laughs> just for me to just bid on. Just for you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, we just talked about heat pumps, and the question came in, and you mentioned Mitsubishi, but right. I'm the question is, what's the difference between a Zuba and a mini split? Oh, well. So, uh, as... So a mini split, or we call it a ductless, uh, you would see them um, in, we use them in cases where you, you don't have ductwork in a house. So maybe you've got a hot water boiler system, electrically heated home, or you just put a sunroom on. You need heating and cooling in an area of the house that doesn't have ductwork and you can't get ductwork there. You don't want to, to do that. So a mini split's just a thing that has a condensing unit that sits outside, so the outdoor part, and then it connects to like an indoor... We call it an indoor head, but it's roughly, you know, 30 inches long, 12 inches tall, and it sits on the wall and provides cooling or heating. 
That's a mini split. A Zuba is like your furnace. So it's got a furnace style thing inside the house and it's got an air conditioning thing on the outside. And it's a heat pump, so it heats and cools. Isn't that in the Zuba the horn that they blew at the World Cup? Isn't that called a Zuba? You're thinking of a Vuvuzela. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Steve. Just... Wow. That's <laughs> Andrew, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you just came up with that? That is perfect. I knew it was close to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um the Zuba is is kind of neat technology because it's designed to heat and cool all year round in our winter and our summers. So it's a very unique product. And it's both a heat pump and a Zuba are very efficient. Extremely, yes. You know, and so if you're in a uh, an area where natural gas isn't available, they're a great way to save energy off of oil or electricity. Or even propane. They're certainly, yeah. they're more efficient. Uh, they're more cost effective to run. Even though they're electric, they use electricity to operate, they're much more efficient than an oil or a propane furnace. And everybody has kind of a heat pump in their home. Yes, they do. Right it's now. called a refrigerator. Right. So inside it's freezing and your ice cream is frozen, especially strawberries from Shaw's. Beautiful ice cream. It's all frozen. And I'm kind of a double chocolate man myself. Uh, yeah. Andrew, how about you? I like uh, Rocky Road. I think Rocky it's Road. Yeah, yeah it's nice. Yeah. Strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> Explains a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, even though everything's frozen in the freezer, you hear the fridge start up right. and you feel the hot air blowing out the bottom across the floor of the kitchen. That's a heat pump taken, even though it's minus 32 or minus zero Celsius. Just in zero. the freezer. Just zero. It pulls it out yep. and pushes that air across the floor. And that's what a heat pump does. Take the heat from the cold air outside, bring it into your home and heat your house. Right. So we're just moving the heat, not just, creating just it. Just moving heat, yep. We also had a question come in that says, uh, what do I have to do to my HRV to keep it working properly? Well, maintenance would be a very important thing to have on it. A lot of people don't think that their HRV needs maintenance, but um, it actually draws air right in from outside. So that air typically contains a lot of dust, insects, pollens, all kinds of stuff. And the filters are really a rudimentary filter. So they're not designed to keep any small particles out. Your own furnace filtration system does that. But so HRVs do require regular maintenance um, so that they can give them a good cleaning, make sure the motors are free and not giving you any problems so it doesn't overheat. So and what is, what's HRV stand for? Heat recovery ventilation. Uh, people are going to be more and more, um, you're going to hear another acronym, which is called an ERV. It's going to be probably gaining in popularity, and that's called energy recovery ventilation. So it's what we call, I just call it a fresh air box. It's just designed to take the stale air out of your house and bring fresh air in from outside. And it's designed to do it. Uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and do it extremely efficiently. What are you smirking about? Can <laughs> <laughs> I go to, so are you just a, like a talking box? Oh, Is that what you are? You know, well, at least air? it's fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just thinking as you're talking, I'm going, I should call him a talking box. But anyways, um, another, wow. qu- <laughs> <laughs> another question about uh, HRVs that's in the mailbag. I have a central air and air and turning my HRV off in the summer, summer, is it necessary to have a dehumidifier? 
So maybe let's talk about why you're turning your HRV. Now I don't, but why do some people turn it off and why do some people don't turn it off? So um, people who are have a lot of sensitivities, so hypersensitivities, allergies, uh, prone to outdoor environmental um, things, resp- you know, which cause respiratory problems with them, they don't want any air coming from outside into the house. They want their house to be like a haven. So uh, what happens in your case, you close your house up, you need your HRV to bring in that fresh air because that air coming in the house is now going to go through your filtering process. So you're going to clean and scrub that air before it's delivered into your home for you to breathe. So in in your case, because of your allergies, it's important that you run your HRV all year round. Uh, People like me, I don't have allergies or sensitivities or respiratory issues that way. So I can, I can just simply, as, as the temperature cooled off like it did last night, I can open up my window and just let air into the house. So I don't need to have a ventilation system running all the time. In the wintertime, it's nice because you're not going to open up that window to bring all that cold air into your house and lose your heat. But in the summertime, it's nice just to open a window for some people. And you have to size your air conditioner properly. Well, because you're, when, you, when you're going to turn that HRV on, you're right, then you're going to increase the amount of air conditioning you need for the house because you're bringing all that moisture into the house. So as we heard from Reg, Reg earlier, um, you know, the humidity level was high in his house. So this uh, mailbag question was, if I have a central air and I turn my HRV off so they're not bringing fresh air in, is it necessary to have a dehumidifier? It depends. So a lot of cases, people will still run a dehumidifier into, in their basement area. And the reason for that, typically most of the time, is that there's no cold air return in that basement. So the air there can't get past the furnace evaporator coil for it to take the moisture out. So in cases like that, yes, you're going to have to run that dehumidifier downstairs in the basement. But if you're running your fan system more and you've got good return air on all floors, chances are that dehumidifier may not have to operate, depending on what level you have it set at. And if, you know, if you can put in return airs in the basement, it's, that's a good it thing. It is a very do. good thing, yes. Something they should do and operate on. Yeah. And if you're going to put a cold air return in the basement, it needs to be close to the floor because that's where the cold air is sitting. Yeah. You know, just to put a return air up near the ceiling is just really taking the heat out of that basement because all the cold air is sitting on the floor. So you need to get it down as low as you can. Well, maybe when we come back, we'll talk about high wall, low wall returns that are in some houses and that. But uh, remember, those phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. Like Reg gave us a call there at 519-643-2222 or at 1-866-354-8255. Well, see, that's for the three of us, the boys of the summer. You know, summer's finally here. Sprinter's over. We're ready. And my neighbors were knocking on my door this morning, wanting to know if I was okay. Why? I didn't cut my grass last night. <laughs> it's Friday night. I cut my grass every Friday night. Last night, my sister came down and ruined and, everything and ruined my whole routine. And so, when are you going to get that grass cut? Uh, right after the show.
I no. can't. You know, it's it's like a half an inch taller than that it should be. That's right. And he would have had that handled last night, that's but it right. grew half an inch overnight. Yeah. Well, no, it was. It looked bad when I pulled in. A little like shaggy. It, you know, almost went. This is the longest day. It's eight o'clock. Do I have time to get this done before the sun goes down? Because the neighbors would have been thrilled with that, right? <laughs> yeah, with a riding one. Boom. And then the weed eater. <laughs> then the weed eater, and then the and then the weed blower. blower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we would have had it all done. But it would have been midnight. Perfect. <laughs> midnight, and there's Peter out uh, with the leaf floor. Yeah, I blow the uh, you know the wood carving a flurry. I blow it every time too. You know, just to make sure that the hair stands up on the I wood. I thought carving. that you might have some sort of fancy brush that you would just softly brush that off. No, and to, you know, with that leaf floor, but you know, you're in essence you're sandblasting that wood carving. Yeah. You're going to deteriorate it. Yeah, and the water put new water in the water bowl for all the neighborhood dogs. <clears throat> You know, I'd, so now they got dirty water this morning when they go for their walk because I never got that done last night. Dogs drink water out of the toilet. I'm sure a little dirty water in the bowl is not going to kill them. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> My dog did that many times. There so. you go. There you go. Okay. And then they lick your face. Other than that, it's okay. Yeah. No, I was lucky. My dog was not a licker. So I never had to worry about that. Okay. Um. Question, which I think we talked about this a little bit with Reg, but it came in the mailbag. Do you operate your humidifier in the summer? Uh, you do not. Um, there's no reason to run a humidifier in the summertime, just because the relative humidity outside is very high, and you're actually trying to reduce the amount of humidity in your house in the summertime. So we recommend normally turning the control off. Just take a Sharpie and mark where it was so that in the when uh, the fall comes, you can turn it right to where you enjoyed it right? and then turn the water off. And some of our newer customers just simply have to do it at their thermostat. They just have to turn the humidifier off. And that's a smart thermostat. That is a smart thermostat, yes. So, they know, you know, because nowadays we're wiring that humidity control right into the thermostat. So it's all right there at their fingertips and they can just simply go in there and turn it off. Did we ever find out if you took your cover off? Did we? I don't remember if we ever heard. Boy, you know, I have not run my air conditioner yet like you. I did turn it on to make sure it did work. With the cover off, I hope. Let me just think. Yes, the cover was off, <laughs> okay. Peter. Yeah, yeah. I know you've been, you were holding off there a long time. But, you know, I, I'll just, just a little confession here. I woke up this morning around 6 a.m. because I had the windows open in the house and I heard my furnace turn on. And it's July the twenty second, and I went, "Oh my goodness, I need to go! I need to go turn my furnace off." Yeah. So I simply reached over to my phone, and I turned my furnace off. Really? You, <laughs> you didn't get out of bed? No. Go to the thermostat? No, it just went to my phone. And, I, and I, you know what I like about my thermostat? It's right in the hallway outside my bedroom in the bathroom, and when you walk by it, what happens? It sees you. And it turns on and lights that it whole It says, area. good morning, Peter. How are you? <laughs> well, it says good morning five times throughout the <laughs> night, but but it lights that whole area up. You don't need to turn the light on. Now, you didn't just, you don't just hit your phone and... No, my phone is in the kitchen charging. Oh, why don't you uh, just have a charger beside your bed? Well, you, because you're not supposed to have that wireless stuff close to you. Didn't you, didn't you hear that from the doctors? The waves of what that does? There are waves everywhere on this planet. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's waves going through my house, not going to my phone, anyways. So, <laughs> so well, maybe the neighbor's phone. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
You know, I have to get my beauty sleep. I need every second of that sleep <laughs> to try to improve this beauty. <laughs> now, we had a question come in on a thermostat. Instead of it, why would my thermostat have a blank screen? A blank screen. Well, it could be a couple of things. If it, if it has a battery in it, uh, like one that you're supposed to change, uh, the battery could be uh, out, could be that the power's off, or it could be a bad thermostat. Those are the only things I'm thinking right off the top of my head. Yeah, some will be blank till you touch it or you walk by it and they'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll turn on. But if it doesn't, then... Yeah, like some of those have screen savers and some of them just have proximity sensors. So like Ecobee, when you walk past it, it would see that you walk past and it would just, it should light up at that point in time. Yeah, and some you can take a picture of you like this this lovely, I don't even know what your wallpaper we have here in the studio. We could take a beautiful picture of that and you can make that the screensaver on it. So, so when it you walk by, it disappears. Just looks, right, just yeah. looks like yeah. uh, wallpaper. Or you could make a picture of your family, your dog. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, Steve holding the trophy that he won. <laughs> I could. I had, and they made me take the picture, Andrew, of the four <laughs> of them holding the trophy. <laughs> Have you got that picture? Uh, no, you no, haven't, no, you haven't yeah, sent haven't it out to anybody yet. yet. Yeah, no, I think no. I deleted it by yeah. accident, maybe. But. You know, we can get together and take that picture anytime we want because <laughs> we have the trophy. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You do. <laughs> So, do you sense any bitterness here, Andrew? <laughs> uh, just a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> must be the waves from the cell phones. It must be. <laughs> yes, exactly. Affecting his beauty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We had a question. Another question in the mailbag. And again, we should say, you know, happy HVAC technician day to our armchair technician, Richard. Richard yeah, I haven't, you know, haven't heard from you yet. This and morning. all the, all the, you know, I think uh, Corey's working today, and I think uh, Tyson's working today. Um, Greg's working today, so and Marcus is he working? Uh, Marcus is Sunday. He starts because of our Sunday. We do service on Sunday, okay, so and he works from Sunday to Wednesday. Sunday to Wednesday. Yeah. So, so we have every day of the week covered. Every day of the week. Okay. We got all covered. Everybody's working hard, and even salespeople. So and is that is that regular service? Regular service. Regular rate. No overtime. Regular. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Only at Roy Inch and Sons Service Experts, 519-681-2450. Wow, look at you go. I could be one of those, you know, read all those commercials. Those infomercial people? Yeah. yeah. So we had a question come in and said, what type of equipment can I have a maintenance agreement for? So what, what can they have a maintenance agreement? Maybe explain what a maintenance agreement is first. <laughs> <laughs> a maintenance agreement is when one of our technicians, one of our maintenance techs comes out and will physically do a cleaning of your product. Um, in some cases, in most cases, in all cases, they will pull the blower out and off your furnace and make sure that it's cleaned. Um, Craig came out to do maintenance on we also on my water heater one time, and I happened to walk in the house when he was working on it, and uh, it was in pieces on the floor. And I thought, do you know how to put this thing back together? And uh, sure enough, you know, he did a complete maintenance on the thing, and it worked perfectly. So. It's it's a physically they do a cleaning and a check of all of the equipment to make sure that it's functioning properly and you're and hopefully they can see a part which is failing before it breaks down and then they can make a necessary change on that part. So it's quite it's an extensive check. And we can do that on a furnace. Yep, air conditioner, water heater, um, heat pump, ductless fireplace, 
HRV. HRV. Yeah. You know, anything that's out there. Yes. Um, now, we don't do it just on a humidifier, but if we're doing a um, a furnace or an AC, you can add a humidifier or a filter, something like that, to it. But it's major pieces of equipment is right. what we put that on. Rooftop unit. Yep, definitely rooftop. And it's important to have maintenance done. People always say, oh, I'm just wasting money having maintenance done. I didn't do it on my old stuff. It lasted forever. Why do we got to do it on the new stuff? Right. And so your, your answer would be? My answer would be stuff uh, isn't lasting as long as it used to. If you want to give it a chance to have a, a good long life, then you better have it checked regularly. You wouldn't You wouldn't consider not changing the oil in your car then why would you consider not doing a maintenance on your furnace or your air conditioner? So when we come back, we'll maybe talk about that life expectancy and how long a furnace and air conditioner is supposed to live. It's not 30 years. So we'll when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that. But those phone lines are open at uh, 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Summer 69, little Canadian Brian Adams there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Sunshine, summer What were you songs. doing in 1969, Peter? I was flaring tubing. Flaring tubing? Yeah, at the, at the shop. At right. nine years of age? Yep. Okay. I'm a good flarer, I'll tell you. <laughs> you came up, you used to come up when, when, when I was like 16, 17. Yeah, not nine. And you'd come up and I'd be sitting on a pickup truck in the backyard trying right. to get rays. You'd be out taking the Vega for a drive is what you'd be doing. What are <laughs> yeah, you talking about? Yeah, no, that was when I was 14. That's when I, that. I got in a lot of trouble for that. And so you should have. And you wouldn't come with me. I would not. <laughs> Even I knew when I shouldn't, shouldn't do something. The, uh, Let me he, see. He wants to, he's 14, doesn't have a driver's license, and wants to take the car for a drive. Anybody in here think this is a good idea? With uh, <laughs> phone books to make me look taller. <laughs> It worked. <laughs> Until you got caught. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, things happen. So life expectancy. That was, I was had a short life expectancy. Of In those days, <laughs> absolutely you did. But, yes. uh, I survived and lived through it. But life expectancy of equipment is really changing. It has. You know, from even, you know, the, I would say the stuff is built better, but- because of the efficiencies that everybody's trying to get out of these units, the material has become a lot less uh, thickness, which is starting to cause problems. Well, you know, to make something high efficiency, you they have to put a lot more parts and pieces on it. And let's face it, you know, uh, this equipment is, and we're asking it to do more. So, you know, we're telling furnaces now, you don't you don't have to turn that blower motor off ever. And so it's running 8,760 hours a year nonstop, and you're asking it to do a lot more. So, um, and which is why, another reason, it's more critical these days to make sure your equipment is sized properly so that you don't have these short cycles on these run times. So it's important that, you know, companies do proper heat load calculations to make sure that equipment is sized properly. So 
we can extend its life as, as long as we possibly can. Because if your furnace is sitting there short cycling, you're just going to, it's going to, it's going to shorten its life even more. So it's important to do load calculations, size equipment properly, install it properly, and then it has a shot of lasting 15 years these days. But equipment's not lasting 20, 20 plus years anymore. And and dirty filters or dirty coils, which can be in the furnace, like or it can be outside because of dandelion fluff and tree fluff, uh, that all increases pressures on that air conditioner and can cause leaks to happen because you're putting so much pressure. Because R410, doesn't it run on a higher pressure? It does in the R22. And then you start plugging the coil or a dirty filter because you're trying to save some money and run that filter a couple months longer. And that compressor runs even hotter. Right. Yeah. So, so it can definitely shorten the life. And then it turns your, hot out. Yep. And then, yes, bad things start to happen. So we're seeing it. And, you know, we're seeing people upset after 12 years that they have a major repair that's happening at that point. And, you know, I, I had a, a talk with one of our techs last night and I said to them, that's why our Advantage system is is the way to go now because we look after the maintenance, we look after the service, we look after the equipment, we own the equipment. So if something goes wrong, we replace it's our, it. Yes, it's our responsibility. So I point. said now that major repair that you always had to worry about is now my problem. I've got to worry about it. So I don't sleep, you know, so I can move that cell phone back into my bedroom because I won't be sleeping. <laughs> but you know, our customers will be able to sleep, peace of mind, knowing everything's looked after by us. Right. So it's an advantage. The advantage program, not the advantage system, advantage but, program. But it's an advantage to deal with Roy Engine Sons. Always. Because we have the advantage. Another commercial I should be writing. <laughs> we have some specials on. Of course, we have our Advantage special for as low as $149, and you can even get a little lower than that, Steve. You can, just depending on what package we put together for you. Yep. We have a free uh, plumbing service call with a repair, and the plumbers have been absolutely swamped. Right. It's unbelievable how well the plumbing service is going, and we're we're going to probably expand again when I get five minutes. Perfect. And uh, $50 off an air conditioner and furnace tune-up or... Any two major pieces of equipment. And, of course, our military savings, whether you're active or retired. Retired. We yes. will, uh, or a veteran, we will definitely help out with that. Oh, Steve. Yeah. Yes, Peter. What, what do you got? What do you got? You, were, you wanted to talk about low and high returns. Yes. Okay. So tell us about <laughs> low and high returns. Well... Gone are the days when, you know, when it was important just to have return air on a floor when we first started off. But nowadays, we've learned through many years of heating and cooling homes that, you know, we want return airs in all rooms. So if you want a room to be comfortable, you need to have a cold, you have to need a hot and a cold air return inside that room. So you need hot air supply and cold air return. So then we learned... Well, that's good. Now that room's going to circulate properly, but now we can be more specific as to where we're taking that return air. So if you think about how hot air rises and cold air falls, the, all the cold air from your house always ends up in the basement, whether your air conditioner is running or whether at the wintertime you open a door into your house, it all goes to the basement and it sits on the floor. 
it'll always sit on the floor unless you can pick it up and, and move it. So that's why in a basement, you want your cold air return low on the ground. Likewise, if you think about it, where's all the hot air? It's all stuck at the ceiling at the top of the house. So that's where we want your cold air return to be on the upper floor. So if you're thinking about a two or even a two-story house or even a one-story house, cold air return low on the floor. And then when you, on the upper level, you want your cold air return high on the wall. So now you get your hair from your two extremes. And then when your furnace or air conditioner are running, you're going to grab that air and mix it all together and make your house more comfortable. So even if you have a ceiling fan? Yes. So in the summer, you want to push the air down? Yes. Push the hot air down? Push the hot air down. And then in the in the winter, we'd like to pull the cold air up and so it moves the hot air down. Well, we've been exp- – and I've ex- experimented with that sometimes too because sometimes um, the ceiling fan, you just need to you make sure that it's it's – Operating sometimes when you're pushing that down, sometimes you're pushing the cold air back down into the register too. So sometimes people are getting some relief by in the summertime pulling the air up uh, because they're helping pull that cold air out of the register. Yeah. Because the heat's just going to mushroom back and around anyway. So it's something to experiment. I don't know if there's. I know on the fans they they tell you summer winter, but you really need to experience it yourself and just feel what's more comfortable. I know people like to feel air on them in the summertime to make them feel relief, but you just have to experiment with that a little bit. And uh, and you know that's where we say if if you're building a new home, we highly recommend to really focus on the ductwork and what's in the wall. Absolutely, because once those walls are all closed up, you you're can't, done. You can't get to it. So. If you have a bedroom this far away, we want to make sure the pipes are big enough getting there. And that may mean making a two-by-four wall to a two-by-six wall. Right. Uh, But sometimes it's worth it to spend that money because that's there for the rest of your life. Most most homes, if they're uncomfortable, it it usually goes back to a circulation problem in the house. So uh, in insufficient supply or return air in, in the home, in the room, that that, that the room that is being uncomfortable. So it's, I was just at a customer's house where they installed an inline fan to help a room, which is great, except I told him, he said, yeah, when, when that fan's not on, I don't get any air in that room. I said, yes, because that fan's stopping the air from going past it. In order for that register to get air, that fan has to be on all the time. Yeah, 24-7. And he looked at me. Are you serious? I said, yes, because when it's off, no air is going to go past that fan. It stopped. So you need to think about it before you do these things. You know, we're not necessarily a big fan of inline fans because of that that fact alone. When that fan shuts off, there's no air going past it. And it gets covered in dirt and dust and can cause a fire in that. Yes. So just it's important that whatever room that it's uncomfortable, I've seen some cases where there's poor insulation in a room, which is why it's been uncomfortable most. Uh, but it's important that it's you have proper supply and return air in that room, and it should help. Well, we want to thank Steve. Congratulations again on your win. We'll move on quickly from that. But uh, when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at RoyInch.com. You can listen to a podcast of the show by hitting the Inch by Inch button at RoyInch.com on the homepage. And as we say at the shop, 
Life is hard. Buy the yard. Buy from Inch. Life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Stuck it.